You are now about to enter the strange minds of Eric and Jason while we figure out why do we watch this. we would call that of why do we watch this and uh you are here with jason and eric yo <laughs> well uh figured we uh we've been talking about doing a podcast for a long time like at least a few months since what we've been watching mystery science theater 3000 and cinema snob and shit yeah cinema snob cinema sins and all that yeah. and I don't know. Figured we might as well do our own, considering we got coming up on 20 years best friend experience. Yeah, and I've, you know, I mean, it's not like I don't have a collection of, I don't know, about 800 fucking movies here, so... And about 400 of them used to be mine. <laughs> no, actually, most of these were already mine. I think I only got, like, maybe 10 that were yours, because Jay ended up taking most of the rest. Yeah, well, I'm sure we had enough duplicates. Yeah, that that's kind of why... <laughs> Yeah, and uh, so ever since that moment, like back in 2002, working at Burger King, and we both, uh, would you say it was the Euro bit, or what do you think it was the Megan It Swift was either bit? that or the fucking Voorhees thing. That was another one. Voorhees, a jolly good fellow. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we are all dead, and this is hell. <laughs> Did you write that on the fucking cooler roof? Yeah, that's me. Wait, how did you know that? <laughs> like, who the hell looks up there? <laughs> who the fuck else would say that? <laughs> Quoting The Stand. Oh, yeah. Or about, like, 80% like movie references and the rest is 20% music. <laughs> yeah, and then there's other random bullshit. And we've got our own in-jokes for the past 20 years. Yeah, it's kind of normal, though. <laughs> so, like... My first suggestion was uh, Nothing But Trouble, which is another movie that's everybody hates from the, like, the 80s or whatever that we love. But when you said uh, Ford Fairlane... Yeah, I, I, thought, I, I thought Ford Fairlane would be a good one just because, I mean, realistically, it's not a great movie. It's not an awful movie either, though. And people, I think it got a lot more hate than it really should have gotten. Um, it's... It's 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 supposed to be a fun movie, and I think honestly, a lot of the reason why it's either as it one obviously it didn't get the the the, the press um, like the, uh, the 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 studio support that it, you know other movies of the time would have gotten, but on top of that, um, I, I think a lot of it is simply. I mean, Andrew Dice Clay. He's not exactly a beloved figure by any stretch of the imagination. He is very polarizing. And the people that either 
the people that don't like him fucking hate him. And then the people that like him, they like him. And that's about it. There's no real middle ground unless you just don't know who the fuck he is. Yeah. It's like, if you're like us and like the fan of like the original, you know, like troop of, uh, I don't know, vulgar. Like the shock comedians. I mean, you've got, you've got guys like, you know, and if Sam Kennison were here right now, he would kick me in the fucking dick for saying this. But, you know, because I'd be including him with Andrew Dice Clay, and really, realistically, let's let's be honest, Kinnison was several levels above Andrew Dice Clay. But it was the same kind of shock humor that you saw with him, with Gilbert Gottfried, with uh, Andrew Dice Clay, with uh, fucking, I mean, eventually yeah, Dennis Leary. Started I mean, with, like, Lenny Bruce. Lenny Bruce, like, realistically, yes. Lenny George Bruce, that you could, you, could, you could trace it all from Lenny Bruce. And yeah, obviously Carlin. But Carlin even, Carlin wasn't really, I mean, at the time, compared to other comedians at the time, yes, he was a shock comedian, but not, you couldn't put Carlin and Andrew Dice Clay in the same category. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. The, the Dice Man was basically like just a character that yes. came up with, like, uh, like a, I call him like a cross between like Elvis and Archie Bunker. Yeah, and, and that, but then mixed I, with all those old. Like, I would say, I just, would say that's a good, uh, that's a good approximation. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, he he was a character, and I mean, that's the thing is, if you see him like interviews with him, like even his TV show that he had, yeah, he was like the sweetest guy on his TV. He, he show. was a decent. I mean, he was a decent guy. He could be an asshole sometimes, obviously, but I, I think part of that comes from, I, I mean, you figure he's you know New York, New Jersey guy. I mean, that's kind of how one how they were raised, and two, that's that they got an image that they have to uphold, you know. So I mean, there's that too, but yeah, Dice Man was like far beyond his actual real persona. It, he was a it was a character that he played. Oh yeah, and just exaggerate everything and just. Trying to be those people. From to, the exactly, 50s. be the most, be the most obnoxious person. You, you know, you can, you know, obnoxious and fucking arrogant and uh, insulting and just all the narrow-mindedness and everything. I and mean, he was that. That's who he was trying to. I don't want to say necessarily make fun of, but he was. Yeah, it's uh, like he's he, he knows like that he's being chauvinistic. He's just being an asshole or whatever, but. It's, you know, for the entertainment value. Yeah. And it's not an actual representation of him. Which is where a lot of people didn't understand that. They they assumed that that's who he was as a person. And, you know, he got a lot of shit for that. And, I mean, not undeservedly so. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, like, I guess to, to, to tie it back to this, I mean, this movie is not... You know, we're we're not talking about like a fucking Citizen Kane kind of movie here. No, it, definitely it, this, not breaking any ground. <laughs> no, this is, you know, it's supposed to be, it's supposed to be a you know a, just a, a a fun movie with you know uh, adult humor, uh, which isn't really adult humor for most of all. I mean, yeah, some, some of it, was, it definitely teenage. Uh, yeah, but it wasn't a teenage. And and then you know maybe that's another reason why that it didn't really catch on because I mean it wasn't super sophisticated well, I, well no I mean like the simple fact of you know it wasn't it, 
a lot of the humor was lowbrow teenage kind of humor, but you it wasn't a teen movie that you <laughs> yeah, could, it was rated R. Yeah. And it earns it with just the I don't know, probably just the dildos. <laughs> dildos. <laughs> Antiques. But uh yeah, and then like that character that he made like lent it lent itself well to like a James Bond sort of thing, like we got going with like Money Penny back and forth here. Yeah. So um, well, it was, uh, he created a character that I thought was great for the screen, but people didn't really, that this, uh, it had a budget of about 20 million and it only grossed total, uh, 21.4 million. And I'm not sure how much of that was actually him coming up with, I'm sure he had input into the character, obviously, but I don't know that he completely developed the character. I think that also might've been the, yeah. the, the writers. The Rennie Harlan, yeah. uh, was it Rex Wiener? Rex Wiener. Created by Rex Wiener. I still got those uh, the comics somewhere. The Ford Fairlane comic. Yeah, the Ford Fairlane. Fuck, comics. I forgot about that. Yeah, remember the the budding days of eBay, and I bought yes. on that. Yes. Holy shit! I totally forgot about that. Yeah, it was. It was like around that time we just like latched into these things, like the thing and Johnny Dangerously. I think Johnny that's Dangerously. Future episode. I've actually I'm actually watching that at work right now with the guys. I like during lunch. Yeah, that's I brought an, it in. An underrated. Oh yeah, movie. yeah. Just, I love Michael Keaton. <laughs> yeah. Um. See, and it's funny because like I remember watching this when when I was a kid with my dad. I was like probably eight or so, and I don't know what it was. We had like, I, I, we we had like a free trial or something. F- like HBO or something? No, Cinemax. Cinemax. Yeah, because <laughs> I, I don't, I don't, I don't foresee one. I don't see anybody having had the movie to rent for one in the area. Because I mean, yeah, I the only well, the only introduced me. The only place that we ever rented movies when I was a kid was fucking Borderview. And I mean, you mm-hmm. think Borderview's not going to have something yeah. like this when they've got like twenty? You know, oh, we got twenty VHS movies behind the counter that you can rent. Yeah, you know, if that, if even that. You know, they had, like, the new big releases. Like, I remember we rented Forrest Gump from there. Um, you know, shit like that. But, like, yeah. they wouldn't have had something like this. So, we had... We must have had either... We had, a, a, a like, a free weekend or something like that, and we saw it on there. Or somebody had recorded it off Cinemax or something, and my dad got a hold of it. Cause, which Because that's how I watched... Um, the wall the first time was he had a he had borrowed a copy that somebody had taped onto a a VHS but we watched it together and I, like I said I was like eight and of course like 90% of the jokes fucking oh, flew yeah. <laughs> over way over my head I remember being pissed off at the scene with the fucking the the car getting exploded oh, yeah and then, of course, find out years later that it, they did not actually blow up a 57 Fairlane. It was, yeah. like, a, a, just a, a mock-up with, like, fiberglass body panels and shit, which, good. Those cars <laughs> are, like, like whoo! Those, those cars are, like, a hundred grand now. Yeah. Um, I always sit, whenever I find, whenever I see one, I gotta sit, take a picture of it and send oh yeah, it to you. Fucking beautiful. Um, but... Yeah, so I mean, like, I remember watching it back then, and it was one of those things that, like, I had thought about it many times growing up, but it was, you never saw it anywhere. And then when I had started getting DVDs, um, I ended up finding a copy at, like, 
FYE or whatever it was, and I was like, oh, shit. I was going to say, I'm pretty sure this was one of the first uh, $5 bin uh, Walmart ones that I got. Mm. Um, yeah, and I just heard that nah, 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 from, your, from your phone. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, but yeah, no, I got... Uh, so I got it then, and I, uh, you hadn't seen it before, had you? Yeah, I, I, I think, think I had, you know, perused it, like, here and there on Cinemax, but yeah. it wasn't anything that really stood out to yeah. And, uh, yeah, you no, know, back in the back in the day, if you if it wasn't like a common rental, it was basically if you watch it on like TNT, Cinemax, and they'll put the crappy movies mm-hmm. on, they'll just play them over and over. And these yeah. are the types of movies mm-hmm. that we that I think we should be covering. Basically, yeah. a lot of like uh, <laughs> oh my god, I think we should do probably Caddyshack two. I think oh that. God. I don't have Caddyshack 2. I think that is like the number one movie I ever saw on like Cinemax, HBO, because it was so cheap that they just played it. See, the only movie, realistically, the only movie that I remember, like, that I remember as a Cinemax movie specifically, aside from, you know, the obvious movies, you know. (laughs) Emmanuel in Space. (laughs) Or or, uh, 2069, A Sex Odyssey. Or Flesh Flesh Gordon, you know. (laughs) Aside from those kind of things. I see Tracy Lords in half of them. (laughs) I would bang her. Anyway. um, I bang bubbles. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But this is the only one that I really remember that I watched as a Cinemax movie. Um, And... um, like things like Johnny Dangerously, because uh, that I got introduced to from like TBS or TNT, and it was one of those things where they ran it, like yeah, because it's a cheap movie to play. Exactly. I mean, you they had you had to have filler, and um, yeah, and you know you just play a cheap movie that somebody can just kind of like pop into, like Johnny Dangerously. Yeah. Something like that, and you know, you see them so many times on TV. Yeah, we are ingrained with these lines. Like, we can quote like probably at least fifty percent of the this movie just through our normal conversations. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, some of that could be, um, you know, mental issues. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, whatever. Yeah. We'll take it. Not like I got out of the Incomprehensible mumbling. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's like you go back and watch these movies like we're going to be doing. I'm, I have a feeling for like every movie we do, I'm going to be like two or three things where like I will automatically say these things in real life and mm-hmm. in conversation. And I don't even realize I'm quoting a movie anymore. And see, that's like that's where I got that from. See, I don't have that. I always know. Cause, and, and generally when I do it, and I think, I think part of this is the the autistic part of me. <laughs> um, the um, when I when I say when I say a line or it, shit, I'll even do like specific laughs from yes. a movie. You were saying that the other day. Like I always do them as given. Like I, I just it's I I don't know. I I, I bothers me if I don't. You know it's. You know, one of the other shows that we watch, it's like the, that they've been covering on Netflix where it's the movies that made us. Yes. Basically, that's basically what these are going to be. In a way. I mean, 
But we have our own eclectic ones that... Well, and, and I mean, you know, you could make the argument, yeah, that, you know, they made us, but it, you realistically, no. I, I mean, this... <laughs> made these, our friendship, practically. Well, and, well, and uh, you know, it gave us a, a shitload of references to use and um, whatnot, but... I realistically, I would say the, the that that is a much higher level. That's that's the Ghostbusters. That's the <laughs> you know, um, Shaun of the Dead. <laughs> yeah, the yeah. thing. Well, and or, you know, Shaun of the Dead uh, made me from like eighteen. Uh, exactly. I, I mean, as far as like as far as movies, movies as a kid. I mean, Ghostbusters, La Bamba. Um, it, fucking La Bamba was a huge, a, a huge one for me. That was. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll probably end up covering those ones where it's like it got like like one more for you or more for yeah, me. Yeah. Because like I I don't even think I I think I watched La Bamba once with you. Yeah. And that was about it. Now I've watched. I mean, fuck. I I had a copy of it that we had taped off CBS <laughs> when it was the you know the original uh, the the. Network television premiere of La Bamba with they had Eight fucking o'clock on NBC or no see it was CBS CBS and it was C- and they had the, the the announcer the announcer that they always had do those it wasn't Don Lafontaine but I I can remember I can still hear the guy's voice he had the like the perfect the perfect announcer voice for for that shit <clears throat> or Twilight Zone movie was another one as a kid yeah which growing up and watching it later yeah. is like. Movies kind of yeah. shit for the most part. Yeah, it's um, was it Spielberg's part is eh, and so is Dante's. It's like kind of eh. And, well, and and you know, I just I can't stand fucking John Landis anymore. Yeah, I, <laughs> um, I forget what what movie I was referencing. I was talking with Alexis about it, but it's like that's kind of like one of those movies where like you remember it fondly, but then you go back and rewatch yeah. it, and I like. So there are certain movies that I just like less and less each time I watch yes. them. Yes, yes, that's accurate. Like, as it, as like, you know how you read a story at different points in yeah. your life, it means it different means things. exactly. Well, there are certain ones that fade and some that don't. And, and, and this is one that hasn't. No, this is one that I mean, and it's not like you know, kind of like what I was saying before with you know how it being a a very um, offensive movie to most. People. Um, yeah, we've got our uh, trans testicles uh, in here. Yeah, where I mean, a, there's, that's the current hot there's, topic. There's a lot of there's a lot of very uh, you know stuff that can be offensive yeah. to people. Yeah, it, like there's certain things like I was watching The Sandlot. You know, he basically sexually uh, like sexually assaults assault a chick. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but like, certain things don't age. That well, well, no, and then, and then you know, and that's kind of what you, what you what people have to realize. You know, you don't like. It's certain things that, you know, were, I mean, Jesus, as Sam Kinison, 90% of his routine oh today would be, you know, yeah. he would be getting hung somewhere. But yeah. it wasn't that he was, it wasn't that he was necessarily, it wasn't necessarily that he was actually being hateful to these people. He was saying shit that, you know, was, 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 was very uncool today. Yeah, but wasn't exactly what. Mo, you're gonna see that most people, or a lot of people, I should say, maybe maybe pretty close to the majority, had views like this. They didn't maybe say them, um, and 
whatever, yeah. but like it was stuff that it's not like it was exactly you know uncommon. Yeah, it's like how uh, I forget which streaming service you know like how Disney's like editing their stuff yes. nowadays, but. I forget. I think there are certain ones where they they have like a yes. preface at the beginning. Now yes. It's like these were accepted things at the yeah. time. And well, and they're, they I think they even they ended up taking off even Scrubs. Scrubs has I think two episodes that have, uh, from what I understand, been taken off from streaming because there was incidences of blackface in them. I guess, which I don't remember, but it, yeah, they they took them off yeah. streaming because of that. Well, if you aren't the you know, president of Canada. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Prime minister. But. Prime minister. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's okay when he does it and then does it and then Yeah, it's, does it's it. always off-putting going back and, like, watching things and, like, seeing blackface or uh, I was watching that commercial thing and they had the Peter Pan and I specifically was looking to make sure they didn't have any red-faced Indians, mm. you know, in the, in the preview because it was, like, a re-release. Yeah. Uh, it's like you look back at a lot of these things, and I don't know. It was just more accepted at the time. Yeah. Walt Disney was a major smoker, so smoking was good, and uh, well, smoking is prevalent throughout well, all this movie. And I mean, think about it. It was you, know, you figured this movie's nineteen ninety. Fucking everybody smoked. Everybody. Yeah, this was. And this, yeah, but, and but this they, was after people it. had already started to slow down on smoking. Yeah, they acknowledge <laughs> it in the movie. You know, and that's you know. I mean, fuck kind of like him showing that he's just clinging to the times. Yeah, I mean, my, yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, shit, man, my my parents he smoked in the car with me all the time when I was, you know, an infant and above. <laughs> yeah, I was like, like you see the uh, I'm this old, and you sort of they show the McDonald's ashtrays. Yeah, those little tinfoil ones, yeah. basically. Yeah, the little stamp metal. But I suppose we should probably get so, into the actual movie. Well, we can go into our counts here, I figure, before I we start it. So uh, we figure we'll do, like, a, each movie we'll do a, a count of yeah, whatever kind of... run count. Whatever yeah. kind of shit we can think of that we either find funny or, you know... you know uh, Something that happens multiple times in the yeah. movie that or, or, stands or, out. Or, or something that is relevant to, you know, the, the, the subject. So... <laughs> We've got um, we've got our body count at uh, a whopping. God damn! I shouldn't have done these as tallies, should I? <laughs> uh, looks like our body count <coughs> is a whopping six. No, yeah, yeah, we get. Oh, oh, our body count is a whopping seven. Oh, seven. Uh, we got incidences of the of the slur snapperhead at four. Ah, yes. We have. Four explosions. Ah, ah, ah. Real explosions, which I love seeing nowadays. Yeah. not like, uh, Especially his apartment. But, you know, one thing that, that irritated me was the, was the grenade going off. Because grenades don't yeah, go off Yeah, grenades fire. never go off like that. It's, it's fucking whatever. It's like getting knocked out in a movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we got uh, ten uses of the, of the word jerk off, which... A solid six of them are in one go-between. <laughs> uh, we got incomprehensible babbles from uh, Andrew Dice Clay, which com- which comes in at three. Uh, which I do in my head sometimes when I get overwhelmed. <laughs> yeah, I do that too sometimes. Um, we got four instances of testicular trauma. Trauma. Oh, cock knocker. Uh, we got three random... Well, I guess we probably had more random musical celebs because I kind of stopped counting after they stopped showing up. But I mean, 
we've got Sheila E, we've got uh, Morris Day, we've got Tone Loke. I mean, it's very um, <laughs> it's very obvious when this movie was made. I mean, Newton as the uh, long cigar smoking big heavy. Well, yeah. <laughs> Realistically, I think that he was probably just playing himself, I mean, to be honest. Yeah, pretty much. Like I said, uh, with his 15 self-credits, I would love to get paid to play myself. Um, he goes through, well, not just not just him, but uh, total, they go through a total of uh, 25 cigarettes. So, I mean, he goes over a pack. Um, we never see one past a quarter smoke. No, not even. It's, <laughs> it's usually a few drags and then it gets thrown or whatever. Um yeah, two instances of uh, Clint or of uh, Ford telling us uh, he fucked him, um, which ended up being Clint Eastwood and uh, Robin Leach apparently. Oh. And uh, dead koalas. We have uh, zero dead koalas in this movie. We thought we had one. And you're supposed to think that. Yeah. But my koala isn't looking so good. Yeah. It <laughs> was fucking very Rodney Dangerfield. Um. <laughs> Technically good impersonations, usually. That's what she said. Oh, I'm trying to impersonate somebody who can last. <laughs> I failed. That's also what she said. <laughs> All right, so this was Adventures in of Ford Fairlane, come out in 1990. It was definitely a transition film between like the 80s and 90s. As you pointed out, the font on this is great. How they go with the. Uh, the uh, the the Ford Fair like the Ford Fairlane Chrome script look. Yeah, I loved it. I, I wrote that one down. I'm like title font chic. Yeah. And uh, this has a an IMDb 6.4 user rating really? and, a, and a meta score of 24, <laughs> and with a runtime of 144 minutes, which it doesn't really feel quite that long except no. for certain little stretches. Yeah. And Priscilla Presley showing up in it. Yeah. Ooh. She pretty much only did this and the Naked Gun and some little, couple little off things. But it was nice to have somebody who was kind of in the music industry. Oh, I mean, you figure, well, you, you have how many people in the movie, in the movie, in the music industry, I mean. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, this was, uh, was it directed by Rennie Harlan, produced by Joel Silver, and... I have the comics, <laughs> and we open with a little monologue, and then we got Vince Neil here, <laughs> dressed up as a colorful butterfly, and I don't really, I, I'm not opposed to seeing him die, <laughs> you know, I got to see Motley Crue, but uh, I wouldn't have, at this point, by like 1989, they've pretty much done all their good music. I mean, you figure he had already also, uh, this was also post-accident, too. Oh yeah, well, oof. Yeah, yeah. With uh, which we got covered on that Netflix dirt movie that was yeah. slightly accurate. <laughs> I can't remember the guy's name, but I know he was from uh, Hanoi Rocks. Yeah. And then of course so. there were the the two people that were in the other car. So that, that was one good thing about the intro is I I like seeing uh, Vince Neil on fire, you know, like Michael Jackson esque. <laughs> Holy shit! I just realized the music is done by Yellow. Yeah. Uh, Which is the ones that did the fucking oh yeah song? Yeah, that. Ah, uh, Ferris Bueller. Well, and the the Twix commercial because that's where I learned it from. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and uh, like in this one, oh I forget what I was talking about, but uh, 
Yeah, and then he starts choking on uh, Mama Cass's ham sandwich here. <laughs> Some uh, solid Vince Neil. I I, I, stand, I still I stand by it being a, an invisible ghost blowjob. Oh yeah, <gasps> true, true. Oh wait, no, that wouldn't work. Never mind. I was gonna say it's a ghost from uh, Ghostbusters, but I just yeah. remembered that's a female. Yeah, you wouldn't uh, get a blowjob from a ghost, would you? <laughs> <laughs> on Matthew might, and that stupid fucking half twist fucking. With the drumstick, oh I yes, that. You, you pointed it out to me and totally ruined it. I can't, I oh, can't. The drummer just keeps going. He, he a absolute fucking dog shit move. <laughs> with that mediocre '80s filler song, as I called it, and, with, and then we're introduced to the fair lane. Oh, it's beautiful. Mm. And we are at Club Greed. Uh, I love, I love like one of my notes where I just wrote down terrifical as he just comes up with words half like half the time was my movie. fly undone oh uh, and i miss having those kind of car keys like for my taurus my explorer back in the day see the thing is though that's not you know i i gotta i gotta send this right off the bat because those aren't original ford fairlane 1957 ford keys those are 1967 to 1991 ford keys and this is eric <laughs> He's the the nitpicker. <laughs> yeah, hardcore. Hey, the Zippo trick. I can I can do. That's one of the two two Zippo tricks I can do. <laughs> the snap open and then the and light. Yeah, and I love this. This is probably why Pat got the holster, right? No, I don't oh. even know that he's ever seen this, honestly. Wow. Uh, but uh, I always thought like I see like a Zippo holster, and I I think of you. Mm. Uh, but uh. Oh, we got the twins that aren't quite identical here, but, uh, yeah. Uh, oh shit, I trailed off. I'm gonna happen, that's gonna happen with us probably for a bit. That'll happen. That will happen. And then we can bring it back with quotes. And, uh, we got Neil and Bob coming up. Oh, anytime I see, like, people like that, where the, the characters, they're just yeah. supposed to be so stupid. I just think of Neil and Bob. I, they're, they're, they're the generic... Like, somewhat yuppie critics. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, and then the five five five's not a real number. They only use that in the movies. Yes, and we were discussing this about the fourth wall breaks. Yes. And basically, at one point, he even says he's a superhero. Yeah. But this is like the prototype for Deadpool, <laughs> essentially. Well, I wouldn't say it's a prototype. Not a prototype, but it's... It's yeah. it's a... Smart, ale smart aleck... Um, a hole. It's a narrator. it's a spirit. It's a spiritual ancestor too. Yeah, that's one way to put it. And then we got one note here. Just Morris Day. And the motherfucking time. Oh wait, never mind. He is one smooth motherfucker. <clears throat> but he has some of the best lines in this movie. <laughs> and ever since you know Jay and Silent Bob. Yeah, I wouldn't have known who the fuck he was. I okay, before this, yeah, I, I had no idea. I had he heard was, of him. Like, well, I had never. I mean, other than. Other than through, like, before Jane, before I saw Jane Silent Bob, I had no fucking idea who he was. Oh, they got melody here. Like Carrie oh. Were. Yeah, one of the worst parts of the movie for me. Yeah. Like her overacting with her mouth, essentially. <laughs> and then Morris Day has one of the best lines in the movie. I think it is my favorite quote in the whole movie, probably. Where uh, he's talking about her short dress. 
Oh, here it is. I don't know if we can hear it. And I don't mean your legs. <laughs> even cracks up. I don't even know if that was like meant to be him cracking up or if he actually cracked up from the line. He might have. It looked, it looked genuine. Oh. Would oh. you eat them with a fox? <laughs> well, we got Sam the sleaze bag here. I would give an overacting award on this. David Carroll Lynch or whatever. Uh, David Patrick Kelly. Yeah, whatever. So. From like I've never seen the Warriors, but I've seen that. Part yeah, he's with the, him with yeah, the yeah the fucking come out to play. Never realized how much he was in. He's been in so many good oh, yeah. movies, but most recently seeing him in John Wick, I'm like, oh, doing the Leo Once Upon a Time. Yes. <laughs> Deceitful bitches. I wrote down. Or, oh, well, you got the Sambuca milkshake. Yes. Which is your reaction for, like, any sort of decent music I send you. Precocious. Combustionable. (laughs) (laughs) Harry, pretty good, but not thick (laughs) enough. (laughs) Not thick enough, but you're getting better. And I would like to say that's the, that's my stepsister talking to me growing up. <laughs> that's your stepsister talking to you? Yeah. Obviously, you're, I don't have a stepsister, but it's a fun theory. Your stepsister talking to you and telling you that you're not get, you're not thick enough, but you're getting better? Yeah, as I'm growing. I'm a grower, not sure. Well, you're supposed to... It's a, I'm, I would think that it would make more sense if you're saying it to her. <laughs> you know. Well, we got the... This shit's getting old, man. Yeah, the the the, the classic drag across the bar, which yes. does absolutely nothing to no, him. No, no. And how? I mean, realistically, how are you breaking all these goddamn glasses? Yeah, and you're just just making the bartender's job harder. Yeah, exactly. He's a he's a poor bastard. Got to clean all that shit up. But then we got the the slow mo bit, and uh, mm-hmm. I love the line. So many assholes. So few bullets. Which is definitely yes, the rock and roll detective with the crappy disco ball fall onto his head, which shouldn't have done anything to him. Uh, I mean, it hurt, but I'm like, oh, I scratched my neck a little bit. Oh, now he gets the bitches, which is uh, <laughs> and here we go, <laughs> Glenn Eastwood. I fucked him. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Which, I don't know, like, I think that's probably, like, something that's, uh, depends on your taste. <laughs> what, fucking Clint Eastwood? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, is that, is that, it's, it's a gay joke. It's not really a gay joke, it it's, just. But it's not, it's, uh, it's weird. It, I don't it, know, it just works for us. It's not really, it's not, it's not a gay joke, it just, it, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know how, to, oh, there's your fucking Morse code again. <laughs> or maybe it was that oh, phone. Oh, yeah, it's the phone coming out. The, the, clear, the landline, clear neon phone. neon light-up phones. Yeah, coming from the TV. Because I'm fucking 91 years old, I have one of those upstairs. But, uh, <laughs> still need a rotary. I've got rotaries. i got well, one I right there. One. Oh. I need one. Well, fuck, I could give but, you one of these super fucking... One of the, well, the multitude I have. <laughs> But uh, him waking up and yelling, do my dishes, to yeah. the girls there, ready to do their walk of shame. Oh my god, he's so chauvinistic in this. Yeah, and that's the other word I was trying to remember, is chauvinistic earlier. I mean, it's it's all part of the character that he created, which was the Dice Man. Which, yeah. He, he was supposed to be this chauvinist prick asshole, which, 
a lot of people didn't get the joke, which yeah. is part of what killed a lot of his career. Yeah. Like, uh, I'm, I was thinking about it. Like, uh, he had, he sold out Madison Square Garden mm-hmm. two nights in a row. Yeah. he was. I think he was the first comic to do that, too. And, you know, you think that's... He's basically Kevin Hart level right now, but this movie, like, bombed, practically. And, and like I said, I think a lot of that has to do with the simple fact that it wasn't really... Uh, I don't. I don't believe that there was a whole lot of um, like uh, support from the studios and shit. Like there wasn't. It, there weren't the cut ties with him a little easier. Well, and it, it, it wasn't even that. It was just I, I think is they didn't really for some reason they wanted to put they wanted to give the movie a budget and shit and they wanted to pay to make it but they didn't want to really pay to uh, advertise it and support it because I mean yeah it's, you need that. <laughs> But uh, I love how the kid has no reaction to him in the trunk. Like, it's just a normal occurrence. This is Tuesday. But uh, he had the tiniest remote ever to open up the back of the car. It looks like freaking Zoolander's cell phone. Well, yeah, it's a fucking key fob. (laughs) And then later, and you got the people walking by with the surfboards nowhere near the water, but... And then... uh, Well, and the other other side of his... uh, The other side of his place is the fucking ocean. Oh, yeah. But, uh... And then later he has the biggest remote ever for the stereo. <laughs> Dick, fuck, what kind of kid are you? <laughs> and then he's like, the ultimate do as I say, not as I do. Yes, yes. I love seeing the old McDonald's looking in the background. And here comes Tone Loke. Oh, yeah. If this movie doesn't, if this particular screen doesn't scream, or particular scene scream fucking 1990 I don't know what does yeah. I don't remember when like like the mid 90s you could buy all that African stuff in the dollar store like it just went out of style so fast I don't remember that and, well, we never got into it obviously and I mean I just of course the movie uh, Bebe's Kids actually introduced me to Tone Loke other than the music yeah like when just him playing a baby was great the voice of a baby so I remember, wow, I, like, I, I remember Wild Thing and Funky Cold Medina and all that shit being out around that time. I mean, I didn't listen to any of it because I was, well, I mean, kind of like Ford a little bit. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm more than a little bit yes, you're stuck, in the past. You're stuck in the past. Um, but I was always <laughs> thinking, like, when he's, he's got the, the giant-ass sunglasses that he had. I just think, like, now when you see them, you just think that's, like, an old person putting sunglasses over their prescription glasses. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, I mean, and let's be honest, that kind of how, that's kind of how it was back then. Yeah, he just, he had his gimmicks. <laughs> and he had, a, he had enough of them. Yeah. Oh, yes, and we got Josie and the Pussycats. It's <laughs> a fucking magnifying Yeah, like, he wouldn't be able to see them at all. Like, that really does anything. But, uh, yes, we have the... Marcy from oh. Californication. Yeah, I wrote her... Was it her I can't remember her name. Pamela Adlon. Yeah. Yeah. It it's looks like, like a It looks like a dick, only smaller. Like a dick, only smaller. Oh my god, but after watching Californication and then seeing her in this, mm-hmm. it was like, boom, six to midnight. She's she's awesome. And like, I don't know if she's actually, you she's know, similar. like the same character as but, but that's what I'm saying. I don't know if she's actually like that in real life or not, but if she... Because the acting is. She's very... Um, 
it's almost like very Jersey Girl, and I kind of dig that. It's yeah. No, uh, yes, and like how Ford throws him into Tone Loke and all the black people, and, and, and he gets his smashes ass his smashes his fucking. And he's instantly reformed. Sam the sleazebag no more. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, maybe maybe that's what he had to do. Maybe that's all he had to do with uh, with Julie in this is just throw him into Tone Loke's uh, <laughs> fucking boombox again. <laughs> oh, the NXS. I didn't even notice the NXS. Neither did I. I. Oh, I mean, I did back in the day, but when we were looking at it earlier, I didn't yeah, notice. So we have the koala. Fucking Australians. Some, I hate that country, that continent, whatever the hell it is. Don't we do nuclear tests in there? Oh, I just I just realized the terrible reference <laughs> with uh, the koala getting hanged Ooh, in NXS. It came from NXS. Holy oh, fuck. Stranglevation. <laughs> oh, no, that was a suicide. <laughs> That was a suicide. <laughs> All right. And he's going to make koala burgers. And I love how the koala has the best little <clears throat> sound effect zings. Yes. <laughs> so I'm going to make some koala burgers. <laughs> or the... Dead uh, presidents. Michael Jackson, Gerald Ford. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. And jazz. I mean, you yeah, know, in fairness, like, now that this movie is 30 years old... Michael Jackson and Gerald Ford are both dead, so... <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> but, uh, they had the... Oh, uh, what do we got? Oh, Millie Vanilli. What yeah. That? <laughs> that's that's uh, quite the name drop. Yeah, again, 1990. Oh, Cavalcade of Bimbos. And this is also that's before... Uh, this is this would have also been before they got found out, too, because I think yeah. that wasn't until 1991 or 92. Yeah. I remember my mother digging Millie Vanilli. She had the fucking, like, the cassette singles and shit back when they still did those. (laughs) (coughs) I loved it when Britney Spears' sister did that. (laughs) They found out she was lip-syncing the Millie Vanilli dance. Classic. But the cavalcade of bimbos, that would be... And uh, here we have... One of my summers, (laughs) but... (laughs) And here we have Gilbert Gottfried making his appearance... Vocally. Vocally, which you can... This is like Bobcat Goldthwait in the 80s. You can't you not can't, recognize no, that voice. No. There's no escaping the, the, the Gilbert. Yeah, there's no escaping the Gilbert. Ah, you're mine now! <laughs> I'm a pit bull! <laughs> but I'm reading Fifty Shades of Grey. Yes, that would... The best. I, I'm not even... Like, I hate... <laughs> I read, like bits and pieces of it and it is the absolute most atrocious fucking writing I've ever seen in my life as a writer it physically pains me to see that shit I should say a recovering a recovering writer because I haven't written anything recovering writer yeah like yeah (laughs) well you're staining pretty well (laughs) yes how's that novel coming along (laughs) that's finished man it's fucking published (laughs) anyway um fucking no as a writer reading that writing was just Fucking pull your awful. hair out, give Forrest Whitaker eye. But being, if I were to, if I were to listen to Gilbert, I would listen to Gilbert Godfrey read the whole goddamn book. Oh yeah, for sure. It pay dirt with K dirt. Oh, I love the Marlboro sign because you don't see them anymore. Oh God, no. Oh, I remember Marlboro Miles. That like the car kind of reminds me of Marlboro. Well, because it's red and white. Yeah. So it's that. You know, like the little time capsules. And if I remember right, he smokes marb marb lights in this. If that's any um, 
Oh, God, we got the Queen of Hearts receptionist here. Which I hate her stupid hair. And her fucking Beetlejuice as a snake earrings. Yeah. Uh, and here comes some testicle trauma, which I was thinking, I'm like, you know, he's kicking the ass of these guys. What Are they not doing anything back to him? The security guards? <laughs> oh, you know what? Actually, he kicked him in the head. Oh, he kicked him so in the head? So we are one less on the testicular oh. trauma. Oh, yes, and Gilbert talking about our sexual promiscuous mothers. <laughs> I guess, swallowing my microphone. <laughs> we play the kind of music your mother hates. See, it's like, you know, I love how it's just like over-the-top versions. Of, like, this was around when Howard Stern started getting popular and shit. It looks like he's got a fanny pack or something that are, that's fake tits hanging off the back of his chair. <laughs> That's Jason Sheik right there. <laughs> Suzuki Samurai. <laughs> no, I love that he calls him Chevy Nova earlier, though. <laughs> uh, the, Su- the Suzuki Samurai is the one that fucking kills me. <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, he's got the messiest desk ever, which matches his uh, floating sex dungeon. Yeah. The fucking yeah. bent cigarette. Yes, that was the one I was talking about. See, I don't, you can't even smoke those because when the, when it's broken on the side like that, you you end up drawing through that instead of you, yep. they don't work. Exactly, and then I love his almost good acting here. Yeah, no, he's it's not even almost. I mean, that is this is solid. But like in this, he kind of reminded me of like Booger from Revenge of the Nerds. Yeah, I could see that. He's a total pig. Oh, that fucked her. Yeah, I heard you started dating. Oh. Uh, this is definitely like us back and forth. Oh, yeah. Basically, the Dante Randall. Yes. Mm. But, uh, yeah, here's to guys like you. Sucking my dick. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you can tell that they do have, like, chemistry, actually. Yes. And I saw when he had his show, Gilbert was actually on the show for an episode. Yeah. I wonder, like, I wonder, they, they probably, like, they probably had some sort of relationship in real life. Yeah. Well, they're comedians around the same time. Exactly. And I mean, and... and, and similar style. Similar, yeah. The, the, the shock comic. But, uh, yeah, that's... Uh, um, I was listening to an interview of Gilbert Gottfried, which, like, his normal talking voice, it sounds so weird, just hearing it through a podcast. Mm. I mean, he just seems like such a cool guy. And, you know, he referenced uh, Ford Fairlane in the interview. And he was talking about, you know, how he liked Dice. I, I was talking with him, um, or not talking with him. <laughs> I was talking about him the other day uh, because of, um, I was I, I, started, I was listening to his version of the Aristocrats at work. <laughs> and um, one of the, the guy that I work with was like, what the fuck? fuck is this? And I'm like, oh, so I had to give him the backstory and I told him, you know, about how one, I was like, you know how, you know who he is, right? He's like, well, he sounds like, uh, I know, I know the voice from a, from a cartoon. I go, well, he was the parrot from, um, Aladdin for one. Um, and I told him, I was like, I go, so basically I go, you know, he got, he, he was always, um, it's weird that he became like this voice for like kid movie characters and stuff considering I mean it's like Bob Saget I mean Bob Saget was like this filthy fucking comedian at times and then he got a show like Full House yeah (laughs) Full House was going at this point um but but, um 
I was, I go, you know, he had this all the really filthy fucking act. Like he was, he was always trying to be as, as gross and, and, and offensive as he could be. And then he gets hired for Geico as the voice of the duck or whatever the fuck it was. And then when the tsunami happened and he made his tweets, <laughs> It's like so much for that. everybody was like, "Oh my god, I can't believe he'd say fucking really!" Like, and and the the story behind the aristocrats joke was he was actually it was like a few days after September 11th, and he was at a like a, a fundraiser or something like that, and they, there were a bunch of comedians. I think it was a Friars Club. And there were a bunch of comedians there and stuff, and he started telling jokes that were 9/11 jokes, man. <laughs> it was like. A few days after, and everybody, the, the crowd started to kind of turn on him, and they were like, this is way too soon and shit. And so he instead picked up on it and just went with the aristocrats and completely won everyone back with it. Because he had like this nine minute long, horrific <laughs> fucking retelling of the aristocrats joke that he came up with on the fly. Oh fucking shit, my Christ! <laughs> you can't say, oh fucking shit, my Christ on the air. And then the poor producer gets killed and like falls down predator style, and I always did like that segment. Yeah, the yeah the, the switch of scenes yeah. where he falls through, but I still don't understand how he got electrocuted. Not like it really matters. What well, do you think this is real life? Exactly. <laughs> it's an, I don't think I'm gonna cry. It's okay to cry, Ford. <laughs> Yeah, it's like me at work when I'm, I'm working with those machines and there's little bits of $100 bills, but it's, nope, just a tiny bit. So you get enough of them, you assemble one. Yeah. I have a, I have a giant bag of little bits of bills at work, and my plan is to sometime like go downtown or something like that and just release it on a windy day and see all the people's reactions to like little bits of bills, but like not enough to turn them in. <laughs> So you've got a fucking evil plan. Yes, I've I've been I've been holding on to those over almost four years now. So you're you're an, you're an evil fucking an, an evil villain now at this point. <laughs> you've got a fucking scheme. You're gonna make yes, a... I'm uh, Professor Chaos. For no, sure. no, you're like the fucking. I keep thinking Groot, and I know that's not right. The one that does the fucking the the meme with the four panels, and then oh, oh, Groot. It Groot, yes. Yes. <laughs> you jerk off. And we have Al Bundy here. It was basically at like the peak of him. And, I would say. And he just comes in to play like the comic relief sort of. Yeah, it, it's somewhat antagonist, but not like the not the main antagonist. Yeah, he's not, he's he's not enough of a threat to be a threat. Yeah. But perfect. Lieutenant Anus. <laughs> <laughs> and we got Art Mooney, which. But yeah, we were, I think I was there when we were going through the records. Yeah, and found the Art Mooney record. Yeah, and I offered it to you, and you're like, I don't think I want that. Fine, I'll buy it for the fucking joke. It's fifty Just cents. The joke. <laughs> the Seventy-eight. Yeah, I still have that somewhere. Well, down there with my records. But uh, the booty time, I love it. It's just how they're like just talking about each different like decade, basically throughout this, all of this. Anus. But, uh, yeah, and his shoulder pads, though, in this, it's like, 
I always loved how he had like that persona that he was just like he always had the shoulder pads mm. and, and the, the 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 thick heavy fucking leather jackets. Yeah. You know, it lent itself pretty well to the detective. Yeah. Pi dick thing. I will say that the um, the the cow print stuff is an odd stylistic choice, though. Yeah. Uh, I guess the, it kind of goes with the car. Oh, and that kind of goes with the with the with the whole cowboy. like cowboy persona, I guess. Uh, that extra's disgust. And then this, I'm like, what the fuck? Did they have like a sushi bar in the radio station? That guy. And then we had a swipe, and unfortunately, we can quote this nowadays. Yeah. As we get older. But uh, the couldn't believe he wouldn't be alive to piss me off line. Yeah. And I love their, their wigs, though, here. <laughs> yeah. And nowadays, that would just be Photoshop. But, yeah. But they actually got together and took a picture. And he, and he actually pulls a real drumstick twirl. He's totally showing off. Like, well, he showed up, uh, he shows up Kyle later in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> and this is where I have to step in again with my, you know, um, anal retentive uh, nitpickiness. He refers to this Stratocaster as a 1962 Fender Stratocaster with a maple neck and all that. Uh, no, Jimmy. Hendrix, for one, Jimmy Hendrix is Jimmy Hendrix's wasn't a 62 anyway. This is a large headstock Strat, which would have been post 1965. And Hendrix's Strat at Woodstock, the white one that this is very obviously um, referencing with the maple neck, was a maple cap on a maple neck. But it was a 1968 Fender Stratocaster, not a 1962. And I'm done there. And this is Eric picking nits. Yeah. He's got to finger fuck everything with his chicken shit details. Finger, tr finger fuck everybody's dreams with my chicken shit details, which is another reference to the movie Hamburger Hill. Which I haven't watched in a long time, actually. Yeah, I haven't watched it in a very long time either. And then we have the... Oh, I forget what they're called. The MacGuffins or whatever. Yes. With the uh, Flintstones ring. What the hell was he in? Was it Boy Meets World or something? Oh, I don't remember. Brandon I remember Cr him being a kid actor. He was, yeah, he was in like some fucking TV show. Step by Step, that's what it was. Brandon Call from Step by Step. I can't believe I took the money. Oh yeah, we totally forgot about like you on that last viewing the truck going backwards yes. across the street while he's going in for forward. I'm like, this is kind of no, like he yeah. wasn't even moving yet. No, he was like moving. No, he was he was talking at that yeah. time. He was right about to pull out. But the truck definitely was going backwards. Yeah, yeah, he had his reverse lights on. You could see it. <laughs> it wasn't even like the film was like it was like a stationary yeah, car and they yeah, were doing the, the back screen backwards. But we have Queen Colleen here as Cruella DeVille and I love the the juice yeah just he pulls it out of the see thing. and notice it's about a quarter not even full uh, picking it yeah well duh and yeah duh and I love how she just drinks it after yeah him. especially after watching him pull the uh, orange juice container off of whatever the fuck it was stuck to <laughs> yeah but then again, like she do, she doesn't have a sense of humor as she states. But, but she, she also apparently doesn't get offended by anything. So yeah, so that works well. Yeah, I guess. I'm offended by anything. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> Stanley, which yeah. obviously lends itself to me, and I got to talk with Alexis about it last night, and she totally agrees that I can definitely name my penis Stanley. 
Yeah. It's my middle name. And I love the koalazing there. <laughs> Roseanne Bond naked. Boom. Gone. gone. <laughs> Stanley like the power drill. And the, uh, let's just say, well, I don't really think it's like uh, very anti-gay it, it or will, transphobic I mean, too much. But it, 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 it all depends on it all depends on on people's perspective. Yeah. And, I even have one of these. And then now, now the orange juice is at half. Trans testicle. I didn't notice that it got there before the uh, before the spill scene. Yeah. Now it was almost looked like it was at three quarter. And the Dutch angle with the biggest remote ever. I love it. And then he's just hanging out in his boxers with her again. Like he does with the koala in a couple scenes. I, I think what the, um, I think the, the remote thing, I think that might be also simply, and because I don't, I don't remember us, we didn't have, I mean, fuck man, I, at this point, I, we did, I remember us having TVs that didn't even have remotes. Um, but I know universal remotes obviously became a big thing in the mid to late 90s. Literally. <laughs> well, yeah. But that might have even been, that might even be a universal I mean, you figure it because he uses it for TV. He uses it for, well, I'd be say it'd have to be a, a, a universal. And I'd never saw a universal at that time, so maybe they were just big goddamn things. Yeah, but I think I thought like they could have done a better job with it. They could have done that foreshadowing here in the scene, where they have the same picture, and he's like, "No thanks, I, I have my own," and it's like. He should have done like a random English accent to sound like Robert England later. Oh thanks, I got me in. Oh, your mouth is a gate. What's because up? I just discovered why Carrie were one of the reasons Carrie were looked so fucking familiar. I think she was the. Um, I think she was the uh, the 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 gypsy woman from. Um, Thinner. From Thinner. I think that was literally her name, was Gypsy Lady or something. I, <laughs> oh, there was that segue that I hated, the scene change. Ugh. That's like the only scene change that really bugs me. Discount Kevin Bacon. Yeah, I love how his, his hair is just so perfect, 90s style. That It's that, like, weird flat top, but not really. Like, I, I always... brushed up and not. I always wanted to have that, and I could never accomplish it because my head is misshapen. <laughs> You hills have eyes, guy. <laughs> I'm like fucking sloth from the Goonies. Sloth love chunk. See, I don't know what the hell because I saw her. I saw her in something recently that I was watching, and it wasn't thinner. Oh yeah, because I wanted to know. And I think you know, hold it. Yep, gotta love those people. Welcome to the North Country. Yeah. Oh, at least it's not Johnny Throttleman. Johnny you weren't around for that. That was a guy that used to go every time he would he would go around the fucking corner here, he'd have to punch the fucking throttle through the floor. I was hoping for one day for him to spin out and go into that other building and just destroy the truck. That would have been awesome. I would have fucking sat there. And <laughs> I laughed. do that sometimes. I when, got I hear, when I hear tires squealing, I'm waiting for a ever. Oh yeah, that's that's a very Dane Cook fucking reference though. But anyway, I'd have gone out in the fucking porch and just stood there and had a cigarette and just watched. This is great. Yes. I, I might have even out. taken out my... Like, I have, like, two Lucky Strikes that I have left in a pack <laughs> from, like, 2006. <laughs> I might actually break those out for that. 
Like, I love how, like, well, Wayne Newton, Julie Grendel's introduction here was, I think it's one of the best lines in the movie. Yeah. If you don't have anything nice to say about anybody, make sure they're out of the goddamn room. <laughs> well, Julie Grendel thinks that Jethro Tull's one of the Bethro, one of the, Jesus, one of the <laughs> Beverly Hillbillies. <laughs> nice. But, uh, yeah, it's, like, I love that you're smoking, like, the long cigars like I do. Yeah. <laughs> and you just does end up doing the same talking. Well, yeah, because you're talking around a cigar. Because you're holding it with your teeth. See, when you smoke a cigar versus a cigarette, you can get a lot more range out of it. Yeah. With your with with a cigarette, you move but your yeah, jaw more. I had to look up Kyle Troy because I was hoping he'd be in something, and it says you may know him from Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, and I'm like, huh? And I go and I check. He's not an actor, not a producer, not anything like this. Additional crew. He was the photo stand-in for Johnny Depp. And then he was also in Gone in 60 Seconds as another photo stand-in yeah, for that was, uh, Duval somebody. That. He was Skeet Ulrich in another one. And what, John he was Bon Jovi. A, he, was, he was a stand-in for Robert Duval in that? No, it was, uh, I think it was it's another Duval. Oh. It was, I think his Duval's son must have been in it or something. Oh, maybe. I was thinking the kid, the one that got shot. Oh. Troy? Uh-huh. <gasps> was it? No. <laughs> Caster Troy? <laughs> no, because I think the kid's name was Troy. You say poor Troy. I say poor, wasn't it? Uh, I don't I don't remember. But uh, when I look at Wayne Newton there, he's got that old-ass pick for IMDb. Like, it's straight out of, like, 58 or something like that. And uh, I love how he call, calls him a wick prick, too. Yeah. <laughs> Virgins are all trimming their wicks. Toby. <laughs> it wasn't Toby. It was Troy. It was, or it wasn't Troy. It was Toby. But uh, this musical number here, where everybody knows all the beats to hit. Well, yeah, I mean, lighting. everybody. Listen, everybody knows the Yardbirds. That's why this was a Yardbirds song. But then, he's, I mean, it then wasn't working the levels stuff. in there too. Yeah. No, so they weren't. Like, they were like moving. Uh, just uh, they were like turning up the volume because they were jamming the fuck out, dog. The most impressive thing is that they have the the, the spotlight, spotlight yeah. in <laughs> in in the fucking recording <laughs> studio. <laughs> Which, as I said, that's got to be to add the extra sense of realism so you can get a real live feel <laughs> to the track. <laughs> but I do love that riff, that quick riff. The that's a standard yeah. blues riff. Yeah. And then uh, the f- more fourth wall breaks coming up. After yes. he's an asshole and knocks, <laughs> knocks into the woman. And it's all, you notice it was a bunch of empty cups. Yeah. <laughs> Banned from MTV. Which was true. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, you know, you're taping this, you can edit it out, right? <laughs> yeah, like, like we'll get, like, we're gonna edit shit. <laughs> yeah. uh, and we got the, uh, was it, the Punk Gunslingers. That's, that's, a, that's a mouthful right there. Punk mm. Gunslinger. You got the one that looks like James May and then the slick back one. The one on the right looked like Colm Meany there with his hand in front of his face, like like his eye. No, was it Colm Meany that I'm thinking of? No, not Colm Meany. I don't. I can't think of who the hell I'm thinking of. Uh, the mighty penis. Yes. I do a mean puff the dragon. Puff, puff the puff magic only, dragon. Puff the magic dragon, but only in the nude. It's a longer story. Or you know, with the narrating, they just kind of like throw in some of his stand-up stand-up, jokes. Stand up, so it works. 
And he's about to mount the mighty the mighty penis here. That's what she said. And enter it. Ooh. But uh, I uh, frankly I'd love to have a place like that. A floating sex dungeon. Full of like fucking random detrius all over the floor. <laughs> the squeak toy dildo. I want a squeak toy dildo. Fucking weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the, the sticker next to the light switch says, uh, have boat, need made. <laughs> that I just noticed. The love boat, love boat. Yeah, that's another thing. They, they, there's so many, like, lyrical references in this that most people don't, w- wouldn't necessarily catch up, catch on to. Yeah, I wasn't fully sure about the Rob Lowe thing. Yeah, the Rob Lowe channel, yes, yes. Which was, of course, a reference to Rob Lowe's uh, infamous sex scandal from like 1986. <laughs> and then, you know, knowing now that um, Johnny Crunch here was uh, her sex slave, mm-hmm. and then you find out that she invites him to the party, the nice, the very lovely gala with helicopters and javelins. Yes. <laughs> I'm not going to make the joke that I was going to make. <laughs> very un, un, uncool time. Not cool, bro. Not cool. And then we have Robert. Well, what do we got? No. Not yet. But the masks, though. It's like, it's like I like the sex dungeon, but it goes a little bit further than I'd be comfortable with. Like, where if I'd show up, you know, you know meeting somebody on Craigslist and found this sort of boat, you might want to uh, turn around. Yeah, you're going to end up as a fucking serial killer victim because they have the same taste in antiques. Oh, he's a little nubbing guy. I wouldn't worry about that little guy. <laughs> and then this and is all like the fucking scope parts. that's everywhere. And Robert England, hello, hello. And his reaction and just closing the mirror is just like one of my favorite parts. And 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 it, the fact that his hands come through the mirror as opposed to uh, just opening the cabinet when he pushes through it. Yeah, and it's like a, another Deadpool reference, like when Deadpool in the first one. When the guy just pulls the gun on him and he goes, <gasps> let's see, it wouldn't be a reference at that point because this is twenty something years yeah, before. Yeah, but, but I'm just saying, like that's that's part of like Deadpool. That that's one of my, my favorite parts of the movie. Mm. And then in this has a similar scene. Yeah, where you get like the, you know, over the top like can do anything guy that just all of a sudden. Ah! <laughs> yes. Well, and and realistically, I mean, look at look at the character that everybody knows Robert Englund from. Who can never be killed, no matter what you do to him. Yeah, and then I'm not convinced he's killed at the end. I yeah, I'm not really. Oh, spoiler alert! <laughs> but then this, the I didn't even really, I never really thought about it. What like the, oh, the reference. TV reference or the, the yeah. welcome to primetime bitch reference? Welcome to primetime bitch. And it's like you know, this is actually you know kind of like on. Not quite the same level as an Edgar Wright movie, but the rewatchability. Yeah, yeah, because you can you can catch up a lot. You catch a lot of weird shit, and then like when they have the band names listed later, and you have things like uh, like Roman Polanski, Roman Polanski Nursery, or whatever it was. Polanski like, Nursery. Oh God, that is. Um. Yeah, and uh, there are just so many little things that they throw in. It's. You know, why we've been watching it for the whole 20 years, basically, that we've been best friends. Mm. But, uh, all right, what do we got here? Oh, yeah, I do think, like, the James Bond money penny thing is a little forced. 
Eh. With with jazz. Eh. I think some of it's fairly organic. I mean, you figure, uh, you know, they work together long enough, you know. And, I mean, it, this shit happens. It's a trope. Well, it is, but it also, it's, it's, it is for a reason. Like, so we can have that ultimate happy ending. Well, no, I mean, it's, it's, a, it, it's, a, it's a trope for a reason because it happens in real life too. Like, I mean, people, it's not uncommon for people that work together, see each other every day. To end oh, up, this is just because you've fallen you know, in love how many times? Hey, why don't you eat my dick? I've only fallen in love with one chick that I work with. <laughs> Wait, two. <laughs> and that's over the course of like 25 fucking years, so eat eat my dick. <laughs> Alright, now we're at the party, which is... Uh, I love how there's just helicopters and javelins. The javelins and then the, the roasting of a shark. Like a whole shark. I mean, why would they make fun of a shark? I don't understand. <laughs> uh, I, I really don't like her look in this. This is way too 90s. Yeah, her hair is, you know, Brigitte Nielsen straight yes. out of those she, 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 she reminds me of Brigitte Nielsen in this way too much. And I, maybe just because I didn't like Brigitte Nielsen. I, I don't know. But remember, you know, I think, oh, I'm thinking of, uh, like, the posters, the pictures that they would have framed at McDonald's, the P, P2 there. Over the by fuck are you talking about? You know, like the remember how that used to be super '90s style that McDonald's, the one next to the lake. Oh yeah. Well, I swear they had like that sort of haircut on like I, a picture on the wall there. I don't have any. Or it's just of that. ultimate '90s. No, that's what I call '90s. <laughs> and um, you you hate the Richard Cheese freaking. Like, I hate the singer. Band. I hate the fucking singer. He pisses me off. <laughs> I think he's great because he's I take the high road <laughs> and he's overacting with it. I love it. I, I mean, it, it's very fitting, but I, I still hate him. <laughs> and the fucking blue black uh, the the blue blocker sunglasses that everybody had in the in the late eighties and nineties or late eighties and early nineties that I still like, to this day I still remember the fucking commercials that you'd see that as seen on TV and then when you'd see them in a store somewhere like Hills or something they had the you know as seen on TV sign next to it and hey, Eric your, your your age is showing when does it not <laughs> now you got the Wilford Brimley stash going on uh, isn't a Wilford Brimley stash this is Lemmy from Motorhead and anybody that knows you know music would know that <laughs> and you know the simple fact that I haven't shaved and I don't know, a couple weeks at least, that, you know, eat shit. <laughs> I just love this when he's, he gives him the high five and Wayne Newton just... I'm hip. I'm hip. <laughs> Depression beards are a thing, that's all I have to say. The fucking look she gives him after he forces the fucking food into her mouth with the kiss, it just I, <laughs> fucking kills me. Love the fly buzzing sound mm -hmm. effects around the hoarders. What did Horse de oeuvres. Horse de oeuvres. And at that point, it's just like, swallow, bitch. <laughs> but, like, I didn't really get it until watching it last night that when uh, he says, Wayne Newton's character, Grendel, there says, uh, pleased to meet you. <laughs> Hope he gets my name. <laughs> oh, oh, wait. Oh, different movie. Yeah. Different, what was that, 90, 91? What? The Stand? Yeah. 94. 94. But, uh... Nice to meet you. <laughs> it's so good. It's it cracks me up every time now. She's just trying to fucking not puke. <laughs> and she does the Grover voice, the Grova, Grova. <laughs> uh, 
That you know, and I gotta say that shark doesn't look. Wow. Okay. Holy shit. I'm, I'm, shark looks fake. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Bruce. <laughs> yeah, it's weird that I'm getting like Finding Nemo references in this, but <laughs> I'm having fish tonight. <laughs> Oh, that was one thing, since we, obviously, we don't have any sponsors for the show, and I doubt we'll ever get any. We're sponsored by Lucky Strike Cigarettes. <laughs> no, it was the Red Apple Cigarettes from uh, Tarantino movies. Why would I go with Red? Fuck that. Fuck Tarantino. <laughs> Tarantino? I fucked him. Oh! <laughs> yeah. But uh, I, always, I, I was thinking it'd be funny if we could just go, like, and now, hear a word from our sponsors. And then Raid just, Shadow Legends! <laughs> and then you just have... You just, no, I'd go the other way with it, you know, the AA way, and be like, (laughs) have the the shark from Nemo going, remember the steps, mate! (laughs) A word from our sponsors. (laughs) You know, and this is, this is me, this is, I wonder if, I, we would, this might be something that we would get in trouble for if we were to do it, but maybe not, and we would have to look into this. I have a bunch of, Oh, is there any evidence for anything? No. <laughs> I have a bunch of recordings of um like they were they did they did releases um from back in like the seventies and eighties, uh where they did fake radio broadcasts that were recorded and sold as cassettes and records, um, that were like there was like cruising nineteen fifty five, nineteen fifty six, whatever. And it was supposed to be a radio show from that year. And they have radio commercials in each of the records from that year. I wonder if we could use one of them or two of them or something, maybe. Because okay. I got them recorded. I was going to say, uh, pretty sure things like that are past. I don't think any... I, I, they might very well be in public domain at yeah, that point. Domain, I, I, but All of Johnny Cash's early shit now. But, I mean, um, by the same token, too, it is still an actual company, like Champion Spark Plugs or oh, Pops Blue Ribbon oh, or... Yeah. <clears throat> I, don't know. I don't know how many people are going to listen to this. Yeah, probably like one yeah. people. One people. <laughs> one one inches hot dick. Oh. Kurt Loader bringing you the news on MTV about Kurt. Co- oh wait, <laughs> I watched a video actually earlier today where it was just a couple days ago, and this kid was wearing an MTV shirt, and the the guy was like, you know, a little bit younger than me, but he's like, "What does MTV stand for?" And the kid didn't even know. Because it's not about music <laughs> anymore. Yeah, it's it's weird because like when I was a kid, I don't I don't remember like because we didn't have cable in the like late '80s, um, very early '90s. Um, but it's weird because I like I I still remember that MTV Video News, the fucking with the with the IBM Selectric. Type, uh, type ball and you know, taping, uh, typing out the MTV news and all that stuff. Like, all that shit. I, I, I have... It's, like, ingrained in my memory, but I don't know why I remember it, because I never watched MTV as a kid. Yeah. You were more of a VH1 kind of guy? No, I didn't even watch VH1 as a little kid, because VH1... I didn't, fuck, I don't even think VH1 was around. I know we didn't have VH1 yet at that point. Um, we didn't have VH1 until probably, like, 93-ish... It would be like us, you know, close to the Canadian border. We had much music. Or uh, or whatever. Was it? Ch- uh, fuck. Channel 6. Because yeah. Channel 6 used to have like the like an hour of music videos uh, 
every morning or something at like 5.30. I remember watching those as a little kid. Channel 12 was CTV. Yeah, CF, no, 12 was CF, CF 12. And, CF, CF 12, yeah. And uh, CTV was 6. Yeah. And then, of course, we had the French Canadian stations. And I remember yeah, watching... Like global, when we got Global, that was global, awesome. Well, global wasn't until the late 90s, because that was, that was how I finally was able to watch South Park. Yep, same here. And they but, had um, softcore porn on the weekends. No, too. I never saw that on Global. I saw that on Teku S, which was uh, 30 and 35. Oh, yeah. And they had Saturday nights, they had the Blue Nuit. <laughs> and you'd um, always being, you'd, being a teenager in this random you'd area. turn you'd turn the you'd turn the volume all the way down on the TV or just just high enough so you could hear it in your bedroom a little bit if you're sitting near the TV but then you'd also have a sheet down or like a blanket in front of the door so that you know no light would be shining through so your mother or whatever didn't know that you were awake yeah, you'd always have uh, the last channel I'd always have the last channel set so I didn't have last, a, I didn't have a remote go right back. I didn't have a remote. I was just sitting near the TV. <laughs> so then I would just change it. <laughs> Zuzu pedals, which I love is just like the doorstop of this movie, but she gets all the cock knocks in. And it's the and it's funny cuz it, it I didn't I saw this first. Stanley. I saw this first and then of course, you know, a few years after, maybe a year or two after was when I first saw um when I first saw uh, "It's a Wonderful Life," and it's Which it, I still have her name's a reference to "It's a Wonderful Life" because uh -huh. the daughter's name is Zuzu, and <laughs> at one point he he gets handed some rose petals for her from her some flower petals, and he has them in his pocket, and he goes looking for them and like Zuzu's petals that Zuzu's petals are gone, and that's what this is that's what that's what her name's a reference to. And then a further reference, but I found that, that trans porn star and I sent it to you, and her name was Zuzu. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> but we got, I don't know what, this like, this, like, these scenes where the car is, like, obviously not moving whatsoever, yeah. just throw me out of it a bit. But Robert Englund's acting. Oh, smiley. yeah, he's amazing. Oh, yes. He's hilarious. I would, He's one know, of the best parts of the movie. It's it's a shame that you didn't see him in much other like many other things because I mean yeah. I can only think of like the the Nightmare on Elm Street series this and there was Mangler. one other one he other movie Mangler. I never saw that there's only one other movie that I remember seeing him in and I don't remember what the hell it was. Yeah. Oh this this bit, mom. Oh I love the way. He some of the, like, his delivery is good. He has very yes. good comedic timing. Yes, he does. And, uh, yeah, with the toe tag, it's, that's, and they're doing it at somebody else's funeral, basically. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I mean, it is a pretty big, uh... Oh, that was, like, a shot. Like, some of these shots, you can, t like, see Joel Silver as, like, the yeah. producer. Like, the action parts, and this was around, was it... Lethal Weapon was just before this, I think. Yeah, Lethal Weapon was like 87 or 88. <laughs> it's, it's Come on, who brings an MP5 to a funeral? That's something I would, I mean, wouldn't do. <laughs> oh, yes, and all the dead body jokes. <laughs> yeah. But, goddamn, she thick. Mm. She ticked, though. She ticked, though. Oh, that was earlier when uh, he said, I'll throw a... Burger yeah, troll down burger your down your trope. <laughs> I've said uh, that. I, I oh, used yes. I used to I used to use the trope, or the because I mean that's a Canadian thing too, as opposed to just simply being a, a like a New York New Jersey 
thing. That's that's a very that's a very French Canadian thing. Removing the H. <laughs> yes, because my grandfather used to like anything that was with a th. It was always just the t sound. So I used to say I used to do that with with Damien all the time. Grab you by the throat and throw you up against the wall. <laughs> Oh, and yes, this is obviously the worst line in the movie, but it's great for the character. Well, I wouldn't go with it being the worst line. I mean, it's pretty... It's, it's a little morbid, even though we're talking about a dead girl getting a blowjob right here. But well, yeah. I look forward to raping her at your funeral. <coughs> Ooh, yeah. Yes. We caught that on the, on the mic. <laughs> but she's definitely got some DSLs. Yeah, I, I, I said that line the other day because I was making fun of one of the guys I work with. And he's like, what the hell, DSL? And I'm like, oh, God damn it. Okay, well, We're not once talking about a internet time, here. <laughs> well, yeah, well, the, that isn't even used now, is it? I, I don't even think that's in, a term in use anymore. <laughs> not really. And that's why I had to explain it to him because he's like fucking 20. So he doesn't remember. Oh, yes, I love her reaction. <laughs> She's so dumb. See, Vince Neil was... Bobby roll it, you know, roll downstairs and load her in Paris. Now, now, you see, this is something, though, that most people don't know. Vince Neil was actually in the coffin mm -hmm. for this because he's very method actor. <laughs> and so as it was rolling down the hill like this, he, he got sick several times. And um, it, the, the inside of that plexiglass coffin was just god-awful. Oh, my God. That's why he sounds like he does now, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Some of those raw vocals. It's so bad. You morticians really know how to party. <sighs> the Marilyn Monroe yes. delivery with it. The very breathy. <laughs> yeah, I'd have fucking run the hell out of there too. <laughs> I'd throw one in her. <laughs> I, I love how okay. that's something that came from your dad. Yeah, yeah, that's, and that's, that's something a, I use. That that's a that's a my dad line. <laughs> Are you mad? <laughs> no, I'm ecstatic. I love it. Like the, the Jerry Lewis delivery. Uh, and I love that you can hear two of the car, cop cars run into each other. <laughs> Alexis? Oh, it's yeah. that. It's those two. Yeah, you can actually the see first it. Two. Yeah. Then we got Lieutenant Anus here scratching his balls through the whole scene. <laughs> you know, those are. It, it's a. It's a weird thing to be nostalgic about, but I, I miss those old caprices. I, I, that was my favorite body style of like any like post 60s Chevy vehicle. Yeah, well, I don't know. I just kind of think uh, Ghostbusters. You know, like the, seeing the siren or like the lights seeing, on top like that. Well, I, well, it's the, seeing the seeing the old because Ghostbusters didn't have any Caprice police cars. Uh, they had Furies, but Ghostbusters did have Caprice. Um, Taxis, and that's what makes me think of that. Because the scene when when they show Stay Puft walking down, and they, all the cars are running into each other and shit. I remember there being a Caprice taxi in that because I had a Caprice taxi car, one of my Matchbox as a kid, and I always used to think, think about I that scene. Had a too. <laughs> the more you know with Eric Belrose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That'll happen. Nice. You know, you can get some cream for that. <laughs> Kill whatever it is down there. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. 
the Disco Duck. Which uh, oh that's another God. that's I, another I hadn't reference. Even thought about Disco Duck in really? forever. That my fucking God. song was awful. I think we had it. We had it on vinyl. I had it. I had it on vinyl for sure. Actually, I think I may. No, I don't have that record anymore. That was oh, one of the you ones. You got yours cataloged. I think you know now. Well, no, I know I don't. I because I remember getting rid of it among. It had it on like it was like Funny Bone favorites or something. Yeah. Something like that. And uh, yeah. <laughs> I love it. We we you know both of us thought the line was yum yum TV, but with the captions. Yeah, well, and the captions will say the cap when she says fluck, she's very obviously saying fluck, but the captions say. Fuck, so. See, I didn't know why they just set up like one small explosion here. <laughs> Toe popper. Um, the poor little in excess uh, uh, <laughs> koala bear. Too soon. <laughs> Way too soon. I'm pretty sure uh, Michael people, Hutchins. you know, like around Alexis's age, you know, Would early twenties or mid twenties, won't get that joke. Hey, fucking people, her people her age, aren't even gonna know who in excess is. <laughs> one of the great fucking rock bands of the 80s and realistically I mean I only like a few of their songs but they were they're solid fucking solid <laughs> I feel orgasmic <laughs> and then I love how he just drops her yes reminds me of the the Clerks 2 thing when she's yes. like I'm pregnant plop yes <laughs> oh <laughs> my guitar Uh, yes. And I like how they got, they could license a Hendrix song early, but then they had the cover later. It just bugged me. Well, and like I said, that very well could be publishing rights. The Dutch angles. But she just too. doesn't, I mean, I don't know. And the old style, the old style fucking LED display on the fucking solid state micro uh, microwave. I love that it specifically oh. says solid state. It says, four seconds, she's right there. And, and ten seconds later, we have three. <laughs> well, listen, <laughs> definitely okay. the, like the MST three guys. I, come on, it's also a slow motion, so it's obvious that they're running very fast. <laughs> I mean, have you ever seen sand spray up like that before? Jump, nitwit. <laughs> yes, <laughs> jump, nitwit. Maybe it was just a pot pie. <laughs> <laughs> I guess not. <laughs> Oh, and the lovely real explosion. Yes. Oh, nostalgia boner there. Uh, good old Ain't no CGI in this movie. <laughs> yeah, really. Oh. That was, of course, a, an Adam Sandler skit reference. <laughs> well, people have to, like, uh, several girlfriends have always been like, did you come up with that? Because, like, everything I say is a quote. Because... Uh -huh. So they can't tell what I'm actually making up. So, okay. So one day, this was like 15 years ago. Actually, more than 15 years ago. This, I was still working, I think. I think I was still working at World at this time. I was emailing with Meg, okay? And I sent her an email. I was like, hey, I just wrote a song. And she's like, yeah? I go, yeah, here, here. It's, I, I wrote, it's about you. And she's like, okay. And so I sent her, and I was like, uh... She says her love for me will never die, but that would change if she ever found out about you and I. I know her love is true. You know, I went into the whole thing, and it was just me writing the lyrics to um, Run To You by Brian Adams. 
And so oh. I sent her. I sent the, her the it. Canadian poet. And I sent her it, and she's like, she responded with like, "Did did you really write that?" And like, I don't know what her actual reaction was. Like, if she was like freaked out by it, or if she was thinking, uh, "Is he is he coming on to me?" <laughs> or um, you know anything like that which I mean realistically yeah I was um, but no I told her it was no I did Brian Adams <laughs> <laughs> that inner turmoil ooh do I reveal my secrets well I'm, I'm not gonna fucking I'm not gonna claim somebody else's work as my own I'm not uh, Millie Vanilli <clears throat> seeing as how we're talking about the time frame yeah uh, yeah so we have the like the sorority and the frat houses <laughs> across the road from each other sorority ex machina yeah, <laughs> they just happen to be right across the road from each other, and the guy that fucks them over there gets yes. fucked over. Um, but this part, though, the the montage. Even Rocky Sorority. had a montage. Rocky, thirty-two point nine percent montage. You know what? We should like probably that. turn this down so we don't get sued by Billy Idol's publishing agency. Oh yeah, fair enough. Um, but yes, this is a very badass song, which was actually the video for it, which was. Uh, Rock the Cradle of Love, or Cradle of Love, I should say, by uh, Billy Idol. Had, um, had um, <laughs> scenes from the movie in it. And Billy Idol was actually supposed to be in the movie playing the Robert Englund character, but he had a like really bad car accident. And um, in the video, that's why it, he had, we wasn't able to make the movie. And in the video for Cradle just of some, Love... Like, clips of him on a There's green just, screen. Yeah, well, and, yeah, just pictures of him from the waist up because the lower half of his body was in casts. <laughs> Maybe I, I really did die in that explosion. But this, it, thanks to this movie, we have the answer to the joke. Uh, how many underboob sorority girls does it take to change a light bulb? And it's only one. Yes. It's very surprising. Yes. And now <laughs> we can like turn Mythbusters. back up a little bit. And this should have been a record scratch, but it should have been. But they didn't. They weren't using records at this time. Come on, CDs were all about. Yeah, were all is, the new age. It is Fairlane with like three different like every type of thing on a TV, CD, fucking everything built in a mm-hmm. Fort Fairlane. Uh, and jazz. It. She's got, got that Annie Potts look yes. that I just want to... Mm, yeah. See, and it's... You know what's weird? I, I don't... Like, I never... Like, I always liked Annie Potts like as an actress and stuff, but I didn't really find her that attractive. And then, like when I was younger, did it. <laughs> no, well, like, when I was younger, it it was like in the last, within the last like ten years or something, five ten years, I was like, man, she is actually pretty attractive in in those in and Ghostbusters two. I liked her, yeah. but and like she was just totally coming on. But like seeing other, well, I mean, like even, she's trying to seduce Rick Moranis, that hot Rick Moranis. You know, and actually, now that I think of it, part of it might be why, or part of the reason why I didn't. Was those Sally Jesse Raphael glasses she had in '84 Ghostbusters? Meh. You got Blossom here, <laughs> which now I feel old for knowing. Oh God, ceiling yeah. fan! It gives me flashbacks to when I stuck my hand in a ceiling fan. <laughs> That's the love that Chris Titus has. Basically, a similar story. The almost exact same story. Yeah. Yes. Oh, if one of you has a son, I hope his dog dies. Now that's a burn. <laughs> you and shouldn't. Blossom. You shouldn't say that about my son's dog. 
<laughs> my grandmother said that about my son's dog once. 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 <laughs> Future episode. Quantos jujube salcido. Forge Fairlane. And the jerk off. She, well, she's, she's calling them jerk offs. Yes, right there. but she didn't say it. <laughs> An implied jerk off. Mining. Band name. Write that down. <laughs> implied jerk off? Implied jerk off. <laughs> Yes, and these guys, I think they're like straight out of like the Matrix sort of thing. Because, well, they're a cowboy. Yeah, they're cowboys. I mean, on a steel horse they ride. On a steel horse they ride. They are wanted, dead or alive. (laughs) Everybody, blow! (laughs) But yeah, this is like kind of like the part of the movie where it just kind of like trails off for a little bit. Where there isn't a whole lot going on. But I love how he runs down the stairs on his heels. Oh, his another boots. MP5. H&K must have sponsored this movie. <laughs> oh, And we got the up. unpoor vet coming down the hill. Okay. Yeah, no, we're still... I was going to say, we better not have stopped. No, I heard, a, I heard like a click and it was like... Yeah. But no, All it's right. still it's still going. Alrighty then. Maybe get around to editing that part out. Maybe not. Maybe, maybe not. Who knows? And then we have the guy, the guy who played Stanford Blatch in Sex and the City here, where I looked it up and he was tw- he's 25 here in this movie, and he looks like he's like 40. And then, okay, no grenade explosion in history. Yes. That, that's not a grenade explosion. That's like yeah. a giant gasoline explosion. Like, that's like a M26, of- M26 fucking lemon grenades don't go off like that. Oh, I do like that shot, though. That is a very good shot. That Yeah. That you know that would actually not have been um, uh, out of place in a in an unsolved mysteries yeah. reenactment. Mevo lift. God, he's supposed to be in college here, and he's almost the right age, twenty five. Mm. Oh my god! He looks like he's forty. He looks yeah. older than I am now. His his hairline is further than yours. <laughs> I mean, not really, but yeah. <laughs> huh. And she's got the gash on her face. Like, everybody gets... Anytime yeah, they get... The superficial cut. Yes, that's always. Like, that's like the wrestling cut where they just take a yes. razor and it's, like, instantly sealed back, yes. basically. And they had to write Zuzu as dumb as possible, but mm-hmm. it works. Yeah. Zuzu. You know, he's got that, you know, like... I didn't notice. Sort of thing. I didn't notice until now. She was still going on. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah. And then I love the, like, they... It was obviously done in post. It's like, we're going to come up with a line for this. Why have you come to my planet? <laughs> I love it, like... Like I notice that more and more, like in movies now. Well, and a lot after of dub. Uh, it, and a lot of that sometimes too is just a simple fact of they either if they try to record it at the time it doesn't work. They, there's you know. Or if they come up with something better later. Yeah. If they're turned away from the camera, they can say whatever they want. Like see, like the original, the original one eight hundred unbelievable number or one nine hundred whatever it was unbelievable. That wasn't the original line. The original line was actually um, perfect instead of unbelievable. Um, but because it was a legitimate phone number, because mm-hmm. perfect is seven digits, oh. 
they they took it out. It was that's what it was in theaters, but then when it was released, they changed it with the overdub to yeah. unbelievable. I still love like uh, in the Demolition Man. You know how everything was Taco Bell. Yeah. Well, in like one of them, and like a different version, it was like Pizza Hut. Mm. <laughs> they completely changed it. I would have preferred Pizza Hut, to be honest. <coughs> you confusing motherfuckers. Uh, I never really thought it, like you don't you don't really sync CDs like that. What the drives? No. Yeah, they don't work that way. You only hit one button too. It's purpose built. And we got you know the typical you know monologuing. Ex- you sly dog. Drop. Yeah. You <laughs> caught me monologuing. I like how they made fun of it. Yes. You know, it's like the, don't toy with me, Mr. Failing. And then he does the same wrong description of the guitar. Well, I mean, because that's how it was supposed to be. Yeah. And look at that. They're only four inches difference. I think Wayne Newton's wearing heels or something. Probably. Because Robert England's he's only an inch taller than me. Yeah. But Wayne Newton's, he's 6'2", which is decently tall, but not that discrepancy. He is a really good villain, honestly. Like, he, he's, he's, he's like, um, he is Simon Skinner levels of, of good villain. And I can't remember what, Thomas Dalton. Yeah, you, yeah, like you get the, the likable sneer. Like, it, it's asshole. the, it's, it's the, like, the, the... <laughs> I can't think of the right word. It begins with a C. <laughs> I know Con- plenty of words that start with C. <laughs> Can I get any of you cunts? <laughs> Charismatic. There you Charismatic. Go. Yeah, you know, it's like... You you always like people talking about how, like, the bad guys that you like. Mm-hmm. Jamie Sheridan in the stand. The absolute greatest incarnation you could have of Randall Flagg ever. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Like I loved his his mullet, and he, he, he looked was like a perfect. skinnier version of the my friend's dad there. Well, and and he was he was he was real as a devil because he was the kind of guy that you would want to follow. Like he he was charismatic. He seemed cool, and you know, like oh my god, uh, Al Pacino in Devil's Advocate. Mm. And that was just. I love that so much. That's that's definitely. She's a got a great ass. That's that's definitely a future episode. <laughs> I haven't watched that in a while. But you know, oh. Keanu Reeves doing a Southern accent. So is bad, but okay. <laughs> me me saying that a minute ago and hearing it through the through the headphones, I was very close to the. This is something I have to do myself. I <laughs> <laughs> say, cool off. <laughs> You're off the fucking chain. <laughs> Sucking my dick. And then he gets a glass to the face. Grendel there with no marks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's Wayne Newton. His skin's like leather. That's, that's like the moneymaker. <laughs> Moron. Oh my god, Wayne Newton hit a woman. Okay, but he's about to do an even bigger crime. He's about to throw up a, a CBS era, you know... 60s strat out of the fucking window of the Capitol Records building. I mean that that right there. That's that's akin to 
Uh, I, I just, I can't. It's like Eleanor getting crushed in 30 uh, down to 60 seconds. Or any of the many, 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 many incarnations of Christine that were destroyed during the movie. Oh, yes. R.I.P.D. Oh, God. But, uh, all right, now I'm lost on my notes. <laughs> That's what she said. This is kind of like a blah part of the movie. Um, like right there. Oh, yes, when he yells rape. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Help anybody rape! Because he's because he's uh there he's about to scratch up the fucking guitar with his switchblade. <laughs> and then of course he decides to go up rather than down. Yeah. <laughs> that was like that was like straight out of a horror movie. I love it. See this scene right here. Seeing that shot made just made me think of the uh, come down and eat fried chicken with me, beautiful. It's so dark from the stand. <laughs> Oh, and here's one of the incomprehensible babbles. Yes. The best one in the whole movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Babbling gibberish, as referred to in the subtitles. And that's another thing, too, that I didn't mention, is there's a lot of, aside from all the movie, or the musical <laughs> references, there's a lot of, like, <coughs> 50s movie references that get thrown in, in the form of generally, like, quotes. Like, he references, like, uh, at least two different James Dean movies. He references Rebel Without a Clue and he re references uh, Giant. And then, of course, the constant referencing of Streetcar Named Desire with the You're Tearing Me Apart line. <coughs> wait, was that? Comes that wait, that wasn't, that wasn't Streetcar. Was that Streetcar? Or was that James oh, Dean? No, that was James Dean. So, yeah, no, it wasn't, straight, it wasn't Streetcar. Move, stupid! <laughs> Love it. Uh, yes. Hello, hello. And then it's like, I love it though. When I thought of this, you know, one of the other most quotable movies ever, Anchorman. Yes. But uh, it's like, you know, I'm watching this last night and I'm like, oh my god, Zuzu killed a guy. <laughs> yeah, you might want to lay low. <laughs> ah, it's okay, it was a suicide. <laughs> <coughs> I didn't kill him. Pull up the fall killed him. <laughs> I love Collateral. That's that's one of the movies that I, I haven't watched that in forever either. And I that, have it. And that would have been a scene like straight out of Deadpool there when he falls through the The tour bus. The tour bus and Yeah, this is normal. <laughs> but yeah, like I would have liked to have seen Robert England do other things. Yeah. He had he, he had a good um, stage presence. He, well, and and he and he was just naturally funny when when he would you know when he would sometimes even when he wasn't trying to be, but <laughs> like he he was just naturally funny, which is why Freddy Krueger turned into the sarcastic, yeah. y, y, you know. The one liner throwing. The one liner throwing the fucking villain. Oh, that, well, yeah. But at the beginning of the like the first the first movie, it wasn't that way because it yeah, was yeah it was supposed to be just a straight up horror movie. yeah like I went back and I rewatched it in the theater there with Jim and everything and I get in there and I'm like oh, they drop c words they don't like a lot and uh, but it's really slow and not really that scary yeah 
Mm. Well, I mean, it was an 80s horror movie. I mean, hey. Mahaya. Mahaya. I <laughs> love it. And then I love how he just reverts to like a little kid. Yes, when he starts crying about the guitar. <laughs> it's all scratched up. It's all scratched up. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, obviously, like, Zuzu is holding on to feet, and then Robert England, and it's like, yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna love that in movies. But you, I think, yeah, with the way the guitar breaks. Yes. I honestly, growing up, until I, like, until I got my first electric guitar, uh, 96 or so, um, I had assumed that because of the way that this thing shatters when it hits the pavement, because it's very obviously, and notice it, it was going neck down first, and then it hits body down. It looks like ceramic. It looks like it's ceramic or plastic. It had to be, ceramic is more likely. Uh, that's okay. Um, Freddy Krueger's gonna live, the piano softened his fall. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, no, I assumed that guitars were made, like, electric guitars were made out of, like, just solid plastic because, and I mean, that is, you know, for if we're talking like Falcos and Nationals and stuff from the 60s, that isn't incorrect. They were just made out of plastic. <laughs> well, hello, Mr. Tongue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. On uh, <laughs> uh, this part where they, <laughs> they're looking into the lobby, goddammit. You'd think they'd know when they're on the bottom floor, but whatever. Kind of funny. Leads to this lovely interaction. Yes. <laughs> Go back to Michigan. <laughs> I'm from my dad's penis. <laughs> What's the definition of vagina? The box of penis comes in. Oh! My ex told that joke at work and fucked it up. <laughs> yeah, that's an easy one to mess up, though, for some reason. Yeah. I don't know. I know. I've done it, I know. it before. Uh, you know, Jazz just happens to pull up at just the right time with her beetle. Deus Ex Jazz. <laughs> or wait, Jazz Ex Machina. That's Jazz what that would Ex be. Machina. And I like this this look. It definitely looks what like friend? a diehard. Yes, it is. That's like, a very diehard shot. Yeah, Joel Silver. <laughs> oh, didn't they use that song in... They didn't use this one, no. Oh, you, they used... Um, I can't remember the name of that one. But no, I was thinking the same thing earlier. Um, yeah. And then I was like, oh, wait, it's Hallelujah. They're doing ha the Hallelujah chorus. Yeah. Now, that's a disco ball. But, oh, yeah, Sheila E. with her tits squeezed so tight here. And the dude with the fucking flat top mullet thing mm -hmm. in the back. Yeah, and they got. It's definitely. It, Sounds like half 80s, half 90s. That well, sounds I, I, like, like I, perfect. I, I believe this was, like I said, I believe this was New Jack Swing, which was like a two-year at most section of musical genre. Yeah, I thought the guy in the back there was Candyman when I first looked before. But maybe maybe he is. Yeah, nah, it's don't not say Tony, it again. It's not Tony Todd. Don't don't say it. Tony Todd. Do, Tony Todd. He's going to appear and destroy us now. <laughs> Fred's Gundam Factory. <laughs> and Bingo was his name. Oh. Oh, crap. Well, 
we'll see if we get any feedback with the cell phone. I gotta look up some of these uh, song titles on the computer. Oh, they, they were mostly band names. No, I thought it was like, see, it's like uh, some of, Oh, well, there was also band names, though, listed, too. But yeah, it's still kind of a weak premise if you really think about it. It's like, oh, I'm, I'm making money off pirating my, my music own. from my record label. Yeah. Uh, I Love You, Suck the Bunny, Teenage Suicide, Hot Juice, Sexual Pudding, Violation, uh, and was it? Objectionable, bim- <laughs> Objectionable Bimbo, Desecrated Diane, and your favorite, Polanski Nursery. It's just wrong on so many different levels. And then Come to Me Babies, Belt C-U-M. Yes. <laughs> and then I think, yeah, Hot Tub Johnny and his feline friends. But, uh, yeah, it's always fun to, like, look at the things There's like so that. much graffiti in the back for... I gotta rewind this. There's so much graffiti in the back for KFC. Yeah, but uh, I think one of the... But notice, no, it's like something about something about for K face for KFC KFC energy X Machina. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. But yeah, there's like I, I don't know. And then I love just saying this, <laughs> saying that the the James May punk gunslinger gets run over by Jazz's Beetle. This just just feels like uh, Mad Libs saying it out loud. Yeah. <laughs> And then they just just leave Jazz here to face face the gunslinger. Or yeah. whatever. Gunslinger was he? Fucking last gunslinger? What did we? Uh... Yeah, it's Idris Elba. You know, when he looked <laughs> like James May for some reason. Ah, <coughs> uh, but if it was Idris Elba, we'd remember him because of that voice. I love Idris Elba's voice. The only thing I've ever actually seen him in was uh, when he was in the. Episodes of The Office that he was in. I am I, aware I have that effect on women. Yes. <laughs> I love that meme. I use that one too much. Um, see, this that is a much more realistic thing than in than what you see in uh, uh, Star in Stargate in the movie when he when he reflects the Zippo at the at, at the guy. Yeah. Fuck you with reflecting a Zippo like that. <laughs> the CDs are going to be... Cause, unless your Zippo is chrome completely. Pretty sure my mom had that same outfit. <laughs> I'm pretty sure everybody's mom had that same outfit. Those shoulder pads on Kyle Troy. And, and some of the fucking hair, too. It looked, like, it looked like this jacket was like made out of windbreaker. It's like something you'd get at, at fucking uh, Kmart back in, the, back in the old days. It was like the Cheryl Ladd collection or something. Aww. With that, you know, Exorcist pea soup green color. Yes. But Jazz holds her own pretty well here. She does. Kicking his ass oh. heels. You know, I think I, I think I just realized another reason why I thought of the Ghostbusters thing when she comes up and showing in the, showing up in the football jersey later. Yeah. Oh, Sam X Machina. Yes. Um, he's, he's there with flowers. Who the fuck knows? Who is he visiting? <laughs> but anyway, um. Because one of the vehicles for the Ghostbusters, the real Ghostbusters things, was was a, a, a VW Cabriolet like that. <laughs> so between the car and the football jersey, <coughs> I think that's why I think of, yeah. Yes, and I love it. I forget 
what other ones like that where they steal what's supposed to be the MacGuffin and then they eat it or whatever. Yes. I love how they did that in this, and then he's bleeding from the mouth. Mm-hmm. So he's like ravenous. <laughs> I really do wonder, though, if that, I mean, because like I said earlier, that very well could be a legitimate injury, because, I mean, if you, if you take... Leo from fucking yeah. Django here? Yeah. Just methoding it when it just keep going? I mean, what else are you going to do? <laughs> I mean, if it's just a little bit of gum bleeding, I mean, fuck it, it ain't. Yeah. You can still, you can act through I that. I don't even know why it had mouse there. <laughs> Totally, it's because Mouse Rat was actually playing. They were the next band after uh, after Kyle Troy. You got sex in, you got it from me. You got sex bears, sex bears. <laughs> oh, are we talking about The Shining now? <laughs> no, no. <coughs> Come on, the furry blowjob. I know who you're talking about. <clears throat> are you going to block it out of your mind? No. Remember, I didn't even know what that scene was supposed to be for the longest time because I only watched the TNT cut. Yeah. And I was missing out on, like, some extreme parts of the movie. Yeah. That and Silence of the Lambs. Like, so much was cut from that. And it was, like, shocking seeing the uncensored versions the first time. Goddamn. Uh, yes. um, Move your phone back where it was because I think we're getting... Oh. Things again. Okay. Alright, so. Let's see here. Oh, yes, and he's like, I'm, I even pissed in the punch bowl. I love a good old spit take. Her running away singing the fucking Carpenters here was another. It was a highlight <laughs> to the movie. Yes. I like how he's about to choke Slammer. He's like the Undertaker right there. <laughs> <coughs> So. And now he turns into fucking Vince McMahon. <laughs> and like, I love how Kyle just faints there. And the same Buka milkshake. Cum shot line there. The Inagata DeVita line. I was listening to Inagata DeVita at work the other day, and all I could think of was him saying that. Oh, that part looks like such a cum shot. And he's instantly engulfed. Yes. I love I love that. Because that would have had to have been like one hundred and fifty eight percent alcohol right there. I love I love the warming his hands and then lighting the cigarette yes. on the burning body. And lighting the cigarette. Oh yeah. Did you watch Mandy yet? No. Oh um, well at one point he uh he lights a cigarette off of a flaming guy's dead head. <laughs> I mean, realistically I'd do that too if if I were in the same situation, because I mean you gotta you gotta light the cigarette somehow. <laughs> Psycho killer. Qu'est-ce que c'est? <laughs> fa 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 Better, in fact. Yeah, so we'll have some Talking Heads references. <laughs> At least it's not David Byrne and the giant, that weird fucking suit of his. <laughs> Cockknocker. <laughs> Zuzu, well, it's, a.k.a. It's interesting. It's, it's, it's actually an interesting story, you see. Booty <laughs> <laughs> time. I love how he says booty time after he gets hit in the nuts. Just to lead into Morris Day producing him or something. Well, I'm listening. We want some Al Bundy, Al Bundy disco in 1990. 
<laughs> That's a band name. Al, Al Bundy Disco. Oh, and there she's back. Oh. oh. Pamela Adlon. She's just so, like, adorable. Like, yes. And she's definitely short. <laughs> yeah, she is very short. But, but, I mean, her, like, and realistically, I, I mean, I, I love her, I love her almost entirely because of her character in Californication. Mar- Marcy is just fucking yeah. amazing. She's, like, just the right amount of harsh. And, you know, I think, I think it's entirely possible that part of it is the it's it's the the jersey-ish type of thing like a, a real i really think that's part of it because yeah. you had a you had a thing for fran drescher didn't you uh n- no actually not nope. until later um oh, but, i did but i i have a i do have a, a an attraction oh i mean well i mean my cat cat was from the bronx <laughs> and of course she didn't sound like she was from the bronx until she started to either talk <laughs> about the bronx or until she started getting pissed off. <laughs> so if she wasn't talking about the Bronx, and she started sounding like she was from the Bronx, back to fuck up. <laughs> it's time to go play stickball in the alley. <laughs> Unfucking believable. Yes, and uh, obviously you can't kill Freddy Krueger, and I'm not, still not even completely convinced. And and, and he's wearing um, World War Two German combat suspenders here pretty much i mean they're they're very obviously not official ones but they're it's the style of that so it's the punk the whole punk thing but i don't know i was thinking kind of like s and m that's well that's the thing is that all the punk stuff came out of the <laughs> judas priest <laughs> well the, the like the punk scene I mean, <coughs> you see you know you see like uh lenny or lemmy and uh sid vicious and all the other punk guys of that era Wearing Nazi German stuff. Well, it's cool because David Bowie did it. <laughs> Jimmy Page did because <laughs> he'd wear the he'd wear the uh, the SS oh, yeah, cap guy. on on stage and the jack boots actually. But I mean that was a and again that's another one of those things that's a very different time because nowadays even a punk band would not get away with wearing any kind of Nazi memorabilia. Yeah, that's weird, and then. The- they have to do the uh, Indiana Jones knife to a gunfight, but uh, I do like the way Robert England does this little like quick reaction when he's like, "Oh shit, I shouldn't have dropped the gun." Yes, his the realization. <laughs> that quick little acting. Then they don't. They just have like two completely different shots or whatever. Him getting shot, and it just. I think he's still alive. He could have been in for the sequel. He's actually in the engine room with a yacht. <laughs> no thanks, I got my own yacht. <laughs> Judas Priest, maybe. Judas Priest. I fucked him. Oh, <clears throat> he fucked me. <laughs> Way she goes, bubs. Uh, let's see and he's got the glaucoma glasses, too. Like Ford does. Oh, and this was the part where they had the, the Hendrix cover or whatever. Yes. Piss me off. But um, so Ford's gonna adopt the kid. He seems like such a great father. They should have turned that into the, his show. <laughs> right. 
Oh, maybe. Maybe. Because Brandon Call was in Step by Step. Maybe it's the same character. <laughs> I mean, Step. Like stepfather. Uh, uh, uh. See, I think, like, I totally forgot that. I remember um, nothing for, about the TV show Step yeah. by Step. But no. Earlier, when you think Robert Englund is his dad, I was thinking, I'm like, oh, that would have been awesome if they could have, you know, had this technically be in the Freddy Into the Freddy verse. That would have been cool. Jazz driving on sand. The, on the sand with her fucking VW. Yes. And that look. <laughs> it, it, it just the, the 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 brown like Carhartt pants and the jersey, the football jersey, and the suspend. I I, I don't. But she's got some thick thighs. I, I don't understand any of this. Like mom jeans. It's not even mom suspenders. jeans. It's almost like they're almost like fucking turnout gear for like a firefighter. <laughs> they're ridiculous. With this sentimental bullshit. <laughs> yeah, that's what she said. <laughs> I'm tired of all the hot cars, the hot chicks, all the fun. <laughs> ah, my oh, wedding vows. I'm not fun. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I always call. Him, I don't even know if it does he. He's got a name, doesn't he? Or is Ooh, he the just kid? the kid? I think he's just the kid. I just always call him Oliver because he's such like a... Like a it's foster... A, Disney's the kid. Yeah. With Bruce Willis. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen that movie. I remember it existing, but I don't remember but seeing it. I was it. thinking he did the voice in Oliver. Um, <laughs> he was the cool dog. I know? never watched Oliver. I didn't watch kids' movies when I was a kid. Or as an adult. It's just because you were born at age 67. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of why. I'm like Benjamin Button, and only instead of getting younger, I get older. Born old, getting older. Uh, yes, I know. The, <laughs> the phone is still working, blown 200 feet from the place. Hit pay dirt with gay dirt. I've answered the phone at work like that. Yeah, you've answered the phone with me like that. No shit. <laughs> In the, and of course, it's a it's a joke that no one gets. Yes. <laughs> you answer the phone, hit pay dirt with cater. Yeah, what? No, it, never mind. It's a point one percent joke, if even that. Mm-hmm. You didn't think we'd kill the fucking koala, did you? Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> the koala's just over there, like it's a living. <laughs> And that is the last shot of the movie. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's pretty well, uh, it was one of the things that really kicked off our friendship as, you know, what, you were like 19, I was 18? I was, I, I was, uh, 16, you were 21. <laughs> Rode with us to Memphis and Papa would have shot you if he knew what, he, what you'd done. I fell out of the racks at work singing that song one time. I probably shouldn't sing that song anymore, ever. <laughs> Should not have done that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, and it ends on, uh, was it Beneath the Sea? No, it's Beyond the Sea Beyond by Bobby Darren. Yeah, and it's got the same song that leads into the credits as Finding Nemo. It was way ahead of its oh, time. Finding Nemo and, uh, and, 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 and Adventures of Ford Fairlane, or same universe, confirmed. 
Hashtag confirmed. Well, I think that was uh, okay for our first podcast. I don't yeah, know if it's, it's probably worth listening to. It's probably awful because I'm involved, but you know how it is. Yeah, that's what I always say at the orgy, but that's what she said. Well, as long as you leave satisfied. By yourself or by somebody else. Well, you know, uh, it's like Hopefully say, by us. <laughs> sat- satisfaction killed the cat. Or wait, I fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> satisfaction killed the cat. But curiosity brought it back. <laughs> and curiosity is, in this case, the curiosity <laughs> rover because I got nothing. <laughs> well, that sums Eric up. All right. Yeah, that's about right. So, I think on that note, that's about it. So, uh, peace out, Girl Scout. Oh, Venus Zane, I guess, or something? I don't know. Oh, We're gonna tool around with this shit. Not perfect, first run. Alright, fuck it. Yep. Yeah.